Can you imagine being a nurse, a beauty pageant winner, and an international nurse celebrity? Let's talk all about it with Kelly Johnson, the nurse whose Miss America monologue performance sparked a nursing controversy, right here on episode 233 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're here, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've actually been hanging out with me here on the virtual airwaves for months or perhaps even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, and beyond. And did you know you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show when you leave a rating five stars if you like, or fewer if that's okay too. And if you let me know that you left a rating and review, I will look it up read it to people on air, and thank you in person. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can hop on over to nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode 233. That's nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 233. My guest today is Nurse Kelly Johnson. There's a lot you're going to want to know about her, and you probably already know who she is already. So Kelly Johnson, Welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I have done a lot of research and we have listened to a lot of your podcasts and read your blog over the last couple of months, especially. It's so cool to hear you've been doing this for years, but we're big fans. So I'm excited to be on. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we turned off the video and you can't see me blushing. So (laughs) there you go. So Kelly, there's so much to talk about, but the first thing I need to mention, of course, is that you were the nurse who was a contestant in the Miss America pageant in 2016, and you were the one who did that incredible monologue in your scrubs wearing a stethoscope, and then all hell broke loose, right? Yes, that was definitely me. (laughs) Now, (laughs) how shocked were you when you were on that stage in the Miss America pageant. And then the next day, things like exploded on the view and on social media. Like, how did that hit you? Well, I was, first of all, I was so shocked. But what was crazy was I was actually on my way to the Ellen DeGeneres show at that time, because in my top five answer, I had mentioned Ellen in my answer and she had called and wanted me to come on the show. So I was already heading to LA I was thinking I'm going on Ellen and then I'll head back to Colorado and continue and finish out my year as Miss Colorado. And I actually woke up the next morning at the hotel in Los Angeles and my phone was dead, but it had been plugged in all night. So I was so confused at how I'd lost this much battery and what was going on. Well, when my phone finally turned on, I had so many messages and so many phone calls and comments and things like that from angry nurses around America about, you know, what had happened with the view and those comments that were made that my phone couldn't handle it. And so it kind of crashed. And I think the capacity that I could handle on my public figure page was 200 or 2000, excuse me, and 500 messages from angry nurses. So I couldn't even look at all of them, but people were so supportive and they They were so concerned and they just wanted, you know, to hear my side of this and have you seen this and we're so angry. 
But for me, I was on my way to Ellen. So I was almost as if in that moment when I first found out, I couldn't really handle it because I had to go and do the show. And so it was so wild to me, but it was a, it was a good portion of the day before I finally got to sit down, watch the clip of the view, kind of understand what was going on and then figure out how we were going to respond. And it really just ended up being this crazy media tour where from Ellen, I went over to Dr. Oz in New York and back to LA for the doctors and back to New York. And it was just wild. I probably was on 12 different television shows in the first week. And then it sparked this you know, public speaking career for me. But I was absolutely shocked. I did not think that that would happen. I I knew that heading to Ellen was just such an honor. Even after the show, I couldn't believe that she had even called. But the fact that what The View said ended up actually creating this career for me, it was just wild. Completely unexpected. I was shocked. I was angry. But I got (laughs) to take a step back and really see what was going on with nursing and how great it was for nursing before a lot of other people did. But yeah, 22 years old, what a wild time. Wow. So, you know... So how ironic that now you have to pay a percentage of what you earned to Joy Bahar because she started your whole speaking career. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. Well, and so many people always ask me to, you know, how angry were you? Did they, did the view ever call and apologize? Did they want you on the show? You know, people want those details they and do. it's just, it's so wild. And of course they called and, you know, I was so busy at the time. I didn't have time to go on the show, but I did decline when they asked me to go on the show. I felt like I wouldn't have really had an opportunity to defend nursing or to explain, you know, why those comments were so ignorant and why they were so upsetting. So I did decline, but it is so crazy looking back. I mean, that day that I wasn't even able to really focus on at the time truly changed my life. And when we were finally able to kind of as a team sit down and really look look at what had happened and decide how we were going to move forward with this, everything that we were doing was just going to be moving forward in a message of nursing about why those comments were so wrong and how we can teach people to never say things like that again. And it was actually a very cool time in my life where I got to advocate for us in a way that I never imagined. That's fantastic. And we are going to talk about Wanderly.com. That's the travel nurse organization that you're the chief for whom you are the chief nurse advocate. We'll get to that. But let's just dig a little more deeply into (laughs) this whole thing that happened back in 2016. Now, you became Miss Colorado in 2015, correct? Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. were already a nurse, of course. You'd been a nurse for how long? So at that time when I won Miss Colorado, it was probably only just a couple of months. And then Miss America was about three months after that. So at Miss America, I had, hadn't even been a nurse for half a year. And when I won Miss Colorado, only a couple of months. Oh, my God. So when all this went down in 2016, you hadn't been a nurse very long. And then all of a sudden, you're like the national or international celebrity representative of the nursing profession. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was insanity. And the thing is, when I went viral overnight before this all happened with my monologue, my monologue had 7 million views before we even went to finals night for Miss America. So something big was happening in nursing that had to do with me before we even went live on the show that night and before the comments by The View were even made. So I kind of had this idea that people were going to call, news outlets were already calling to get interviews. So I knew that there was going to be some sort of kind of 
smaller, maybe media tour that I was going to do to discuss why I chose that and just to discuss it going viral and what that message of my monologue, you know, being it's never okay to call someone just a nurse, kind of what that meant. So I was kind of ready for that. Right. But it was very, very crazy. I wasn't ready at all for for the rest of it by by any means. But yeah, what a time. Oh, that's interesting. So after the monologue aired before you even knew that this view thing had happened, actually it hadn't happened yet, then Mm -hmm. you were already getting calls because your monologue really struck a nerve with so many people around the country or around the world. Yeah, I was definitely getting calls already for some speaking engagements afterwards, but you're exactly right. And it was crazy to me that all of a sudden at 22 years old, not even having been a nurse for six months, I was all of a sudden for the time being, at least the face of nursing in that moment. And I was the one that was going on these shows and I was the one that was going to be given the opportunity to speak about what we do and to respond to those comments. And so it was wild. But what I will say is that I spent five years in college because I broke my hand my freshman year and I was playing volleyball. So I mm. redshirted and then continued on for, for four more years. And during that time, I had to keep my 4.0 for 10 semesters to be valedictorian, but that's how much I cared about this profession. I wanted to be the safest, most competent. I worked my booty off in nursing school like you couldn't imagine. So when I did come out of the schooling and passed NCLEX, you know, and then was on the floor, I did feel like I just had this passion for nursing, though, that was unparalleled. I loved it so much. I had wanted to be a nurse since I could remember. And so it was weird. I didn't have necessarily the experience that might be needed to you know, discuss intricacies of the profession. But I definitely feel like I did have the passion and I cared enough about what we did and the men and women that work in our profession to speak about it in a way that did matter to people. And that would at least you know, come across as genuine, authentic, and truly do some public education, which I think we needed in the first place. We did. And you were so passionate and so articulate. And your presentation, your monologue was amazing. It was flawless. And I mean, many of us cried watching your monologue because you were talking about this patient named Joe, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were talking yeah. about your relationship with him and how he said to never say you're just a nurse. And here you are like a brand new nurse. You become a celebrity You've become, you know, a representative of the profession and going on all these TV shows. And sometimes it's the people who are fresh to a profession or to anything who can really wax poetic about it because they're coming in like wide-eyed and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I feel like that's kind of how you came into this. You were valedictorian. You had a 4.0. What did you say? Like 10? 10, 10 yeah, 10 semesters Semesters <laughs> in a row. So, I mean, you've like knocked it out of the park every step of the way. Well, thanks. You know, I felt in that moment too that you're that I did. I just had this kind of fresh like new look on nursing and I had just worked so hard because I loved the profession so much and I loved what I was doing and I knew that I was meant to spend my life taking care of complete strangers and that's just something that isn't really found in other professions but for me I knew that that was what I was called to do. And so it didn't seem crazy to me that I would ever speak about our profession on a national level, but it did seem crazy that it happened so quickly in my life and in my career which was just so funny, you know, just being so young. And I look back on it too. And I think, you know, it was almost five years ago now and which also time flies. It feels like it was just yesterday, Right. but I look back and it was five years ago and it's just so wild to me, but you're right. I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. I did think, you know, that nursing was this 
and I still do this is the most amazing profession, but I will say uh, over the last five years, you know, learning more about it and speaking more with, you know, experienced nurses and things like that and getting my doctorate now, I've realized too, that there are still so many wonderful things about nursing, but the really tough days and the, the struggles that we're facing and the legislation that we still need, all of these things are not lost on me and they're so much more real. And the coolest part about that is I was maybe a little bit naive to those sorts of things upon graduation in 2015, but what this, what that whole experience gave me was an opportunity to be able to see that now, and it's given me a voice and a platform to actually be able to do something about it. And that is what I think is really cool, is that I'm actually, I think, affecting nursing truly to its core and the profession at various levels now, even then from when that whole thing happened, but I think it's because of that whole thing happening. I think it's true. And you're doing an awesome job. I just have to give you like 10 million thumbs up. You're doing great. (laughs) And I'm sure this whole experience knocked your naivete on its butt because like you all of a sudden here you were thrust into the spotlight in a way you didn't expect. I mean, you were on the Miss America and everything, but then this whole huge movement, the show me your stethoscope movement happened. And then people advocating for you know, nurse patient ratio legislation based on the show me your stethoscope ideal. So tons of stuff was happening and now you're getting a doctorate. So you are part of this new generation. Do you consider yourself a millennial? Do you use that as an identifier of yourself? Sure. I mean, I think so. I think it's more just kind of age-based in in that Mm -hmm. generation, but I think there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, labeling with the whole millennial thing, but Mm -hmm. I also, I mean, it doesn't offend me by any means, or I think it's more just kind of the age range. That's just what, what it will be. So yeah, I mean, it's really not even an issue. And the coolest thing about, I think, this generation of new nurses that are coming through is it's really quick, you know, it's quick for me to even say, you know, they are, they're just so excited about joining the profession. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, we joke that they haven't been tainted yet and things like that because nursing is not easy. But what I really think is really exciting is that this whole new generation of nurses that are coming up through nursing school right now, we want them to be that excited. Can you imagine if they were coming in already feeling like they were just going to be overworked or having feelings of being burnt out or things like that just as they were graduating? I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, there are some things they're probably going to learn that they're like, well, I wasn't expecting this when I was in nursing school. This is a shock. But I think it's also so, it's so good that they are coming in fresh and excited because hopefully it'll also kind of rub off on the experienced nurses that maybe just need a little bit of enthusiasm or encouragement on that day. And as they learn and they continue to go through the profession, hopefully they're able to recruit or, you know, maybe not influence, but encourage other nurses to join our profession too, because we want and we need more nurses as quickly as possible. We really do. So it is, it's so funny and it's wonderful to be able to speak to nursing students and kind of see how excited they are. And and it just, you do kind of have to giggle because it's like, man, nursing is so crazy once you're really in it and the learning Mm -hmm. curve is so steep and whatever. But there is, there's just this awesome appreciation though, too, for how excited they are because we really do need that. Or I think we would all be super stressed out. That's very true. And and the reason I asked you about if you identify as a millennial is because on this show, I make no, I make no secret of my love for the millennial generation. My son and daughter-in-law are like kind of the oldest millennials. They were born in like 82, 83. And I have many, many friends in their 20s and 30s. And I think your particular generation, even though you're inheriting a world that 
has been completely screwed up by the previous generations, sorry, <laughs> that no, I your generation is filled with people who are idealistic, who are open-minded, who want to change things, who want to really shake things up. And I see that happening in the nursing profession already. I see people coming in saying, you know what, I'm not going to work till I'm falling down dead. I'm going to take a day off. Or yes, I'm not going to put up with this, that, or the other thing. And while people might be, well, older people might be judgmental or critical of millennials saying, oh, they don't want to work hard, et cetera, et cetera. Those kind of pejorative statements don't hold water. I think the millennial generation has grown up in a world where they see the world having a lot of, there's a lot of trouble, there's a lot of stress, and people your age and older want to have lives that are balanced, where you can have fun and earn a living mm -hmm. and, and go to school and get your doctorate, you know? So mm -hmm. hats off to you for wanting to be a representative of that and doing it so skillfully and you know, I just just thank you for for being a face of the profession. I think it's an important position, and I think you're in exactly the place where you need to be. Well, thank you, and I do agree with that too. It is so funny. I am, I will say, I don't know all of the different you know inner workings or all of the different criteria that must be met to fulfill you know this millennial generation or label or and who thinks what about what I'm not very up to date with all of that but what I will say is I have heard of the millennial mindset which is something similar to what you were talking about about it just being like maybe you know they don't want to work as often or, or anything like that and to be honest that does fit me to a T I want to work as often as possible I don't think there's a day off for me especially when I'm in school but I will say I do work from home a lot and so I do like to travel and I do enjoy that and I would now especially being you know four years into this I could never see myself not being able to to travel and to include that in my work in some way or be able to you know visit various things or go on my public speaking tour or meet new people so yeah I mean maybe that is part of it I would rather you know, pour my whole savings and invest into starting my own company where I could still continue to do other things that I wanted to do, then be able to, I could never like sit in a cubicle and do a nine to five, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I do have that, you know, quote unquote, millennial mindset where I want to just be outside. I want to go, I want to do, and I'm impatient and I do have those qualities. So <laughs> they do make life fun though. Hey, I'm like, I live the dream. I'm, I mean, I'm on an airplane usually every two to three days, not exaggerating, but I wouldn't change it. And, you know, maybe that is just how kind of things are changing, but I absolutely love it. I'm glad you love it. And I want to take a break in a minute, but I just wanted to ask you, you're in a doctoral program. So do you already have your master's or are you doing like a, a some sort of bridge program right to a doctorate? Great question. So it is a BSN to a DNP program. I'm at the University of Colorado at Denver and I will, I will graduate with my master's first. So you actually okay. walk. With, for your master's. And I only have a certain amount of clinical hours before I'll do that. And then you do your capstone project, your, the whole, you know, big ending project for your doctorate. You have to do like the research and the thesis and the whole, all of the things, but that will be just directly after that. So you can walk for your master's if you want, you know, ceremony and whatnot, or you sure. can just continue on. You have that choice, but it will. So how mine has worked though, is because I only have to do that project for then to get my doctorate, it, it might seem like, oh, well you just get a master's and then you do a project and you're, you have a doctorate. It, it's, it's different. So how they've done it is they've actually taken those doctorate courses and they've just combined them with the master's courses 
over like summers and things like that so that you're completing them as you're completing your master's. You're just your work, your course load is, is heavier. So it's, it's still completing the doctorate portion while you're doing the master's, but it's almost like it's all combined. Oh, come on, Kelly. It's such a cakewalk. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so you know what's so easy. funny to me is that this month particularly is so insane for me because I had a keynote last weekend in San Jose, which was amazing, but I'm very much so having to do an intensive this month. So I'm finishing my clinical hours. So I'm in the clinic probably eight to six most days while also still doing my full time with Wanderly and basically trying to get that all done at night and then being in school still. We still have courses that we have to do as well. And then traveling. I've already been back and forth to L.A. twice and it's only what the 9th of September. So right now life's a little nuts, but I really wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't. I like what I do. I want to get school done and I want to keep traveling and I want to keep working. So we just figure out how to make it work. Awesome. That's great. So when we come back from a very quick break, I want to talk a little bit more about what you want to do with that doctorate. And then I want to talk about travel nursing and your experience with that and Wanderly itself, wanderly.com, and then maybe a couple other things just along the way. So just stick around and we will be right back for the second half of the Nurse Keith Show, episode 233. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. And we're back. Thanks for hanging out here at the Nurse Keith Show. This is, of course, episode 233, and the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 233. And we are here with Kelly Johnson, the registered nurse, nursing advocate, public speaker, and recent former Miss California USA. And she's also been Miss Colorado 2015. And she was the nurse, of course, who did that amazing tear-jerking monologue on the Miss America pageant television show and then the view picked it up the next day and all hell broke loose so kelly thanks for hanging out here for the second half 
Oh gosh, my pleasure. This is so much fun. I, yeah. you know, you and I have both discussed this. That I, you know, I love doing podcast recordings as well. So being a guest is so much fun. Yay! Well, you're an awesome guest already. So you've done well. Even just we're just halfway done, and you're knocking it out of the park like you do with everything else. So you get a 4.0 <laughs> for this appearance. Great. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Take that to your professors and tell them, I got a 4.0 on a podcast. So, I will. They'll <laughs> take a listen. So you are getting a doctorate. What do you hope to do with that, that doctorate in nursing, Dr. Johnson? Yes. That is a fantastic question. And so many people ask me that. And I will be completely honest with you. I'm not completely sure, which probably sounds crazy because people, you know, you spend all this money to get this advanced degree. You'd think that I would have a plan, but it's not because I don't have any plan. It's because I have a lot of things I want to get involved in. So I for sure would love to be clinical. I absolutely have thoroughly enjoyed my, my clinical so far. I would love to be in, you know, some sort of primary care setting or something one day, but but before that, it's really important to me to continue to do my public speaking and to do education. So whether that's in a nursing school, not in a nursing school, something I come up with and develop myself, but public speaking to me has always been so, so, so important. So I'm not giving that up anytime soon. Um, and I think that just having my DMP will for sure give me even more credibility, hopefully, with the nurses and associations that I'm lucky enough to speak with. But in addition, I'm also, I am with Wanderly, and I think it also gives me more credibility there. I'm our chief nurse advocate and I want to be able to, for them especially, to be able to advertise that, hey, you know, our chief nurse advocate, the one that's looking out for all of our travelers, has a doctorate in nursing and knows what she's doing and is working at X hospital or facility. And yeah, it's just important to me to kind of, to keep it all, all as options open. But I will say this, I'll add even another one in there. I have spent time at different capitals lobbying on behalf of nursing and on behalf of safe staffing and on behalf of a lot of different things that matter to nurses right now and nursing school curriculum. And I won't bore you with those details, but that's also something I'm passionate about. So I'm not sure where it's going to lead me. And I think that that will just kind of come about. It always kind of has worked that way for me. I've never had like a set plan or a set place I wanted to work or even set specialty. It's all just kind of fallen into place. So I'm hoping for that as well. But it's important to me that no matter what I choose, I'm making a difference on a level that's bigger than just having a job. I see. Well, I'm going to put a bug in your ear just for the future yeah. that in your 30s or maybe even your 40s or 50s that you consider running for office public office. <laughs> Thank you. That would be so cool. You know, honestly, I wouldn't put it past me. People have asked me all these all these crazy funny things about what I'm going to do and, you know, all this stuff and I'm like I have no clue, but I don't ever put any sort of cap on it because I I remember someone approached me a while back and said, "Will you do this commercial?" And I thought to myself, "What? Like that is not something I ever <laughs> saw myself doing." But I did it and it was so much fun and it was for a nursing school and it was really cool. And so, yeah, it just kind of opened my eyes to all this excitement. And, you know, like I said, pageants too, for me, weren't something I grew up doing. You know, Miss Colorado and Miss California weren't things that were ever on my radar, but I did one and I won it and it changed my life. And I really liked doing that kind of competition. I was the fittest I'd ever been. I felt great. I made some awesome friends. I got to speak to so many different people and visit so many different communities with both of those titles. And it's like, like, if I had just closed those ideas off just because, you know, that's not the type of girl I was growing up, then I would have lost out on some serious 
fun, entertainment, excitement, and lifelong memories of my lifetime. So no doors are closed on my end. <laughs> we'll see. So glad to hear it. So when you're running for Senate, hit me up. I will do some podcasts and audio in support of your campaign. So that just saying. So cool. um, I'm feisty, Nurse Keith, too. So I that would tell. be like, it's so funny, too. When I was giving my speech on Saturday, some of those nurses, I like get so worked up and they just kind of look at me and they're like, wow, like your passion. And I'm like, it's it never wavers. It always is like that. I'm always excited and I'm always I, I can't I have to be the squeaky wheel. So that actually sounds like something right up my alley. All right. Well, we will talk about that in a few years then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let you have some more fun first before you end up in, in Congress. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> then you would go from the most trusted profession in the United States to like third from the bottom, but you know, just, just saying. Um, anyway, speaking of travel, you travel all the time and you work for wanderly.com, which is an travel nursing organization agency. So are you a travel nurse at this very moment? Are you working as a traveler? I am not. So I have never actually done travel nursing as an assignment. And I'll tell you why. So when I first finished with everything with my year as Miss Colorado and I moved out to Los Angeles, I became the brand ambassador for a travel nursing agency. And that was really incredible experience for me. And that was just being me being able to work on the other side of nursing and develop content for them and develop, just kind of oversee everything and making sure they were being treated fairly and making sure that they had every opportunity and that they were taken care of if they were traveling with family or pets or things like that. I and see. I really, yeah, and I really just decided how much I loved it. So I haven't done travel nursing, but I've now I've had my hand in the sector of travel nursing for like four years now, and I've just loved it. I see. So tell us about Wanderly. So who are they? Who's involved? And what's the mission of Wanderly.com? For sure. So just a, and just just a quick like slight correction. Not a big deal. Everybody does this, but it's Wanderly.us. And who like why did I know oh, like right. that website? Sorry about that. Well, Oh my gosh, no problem. Well, who picks the US, right? But that was, I think, one of the only ones that was left. And I, we always still joke about that. But I, I honestly, it's been so fantastic. So when I joined our president, Tom Lingle, and I got together and we were able to discuss kind of, you know, the mission of Wanderly and what we, what it was going to be looking like. And they'd already been up and running for about a year. I think, I think, was it about a year? I want to say about a year, give or take, you know, but they asked me, you know, to come over and do the chief nurse advocate. And I had no idea kind of what that meant, but basically what it is, is it's a travel nursing technology marketplace. So you could kind of think of it as like the kayak of travel nursing. So in former travel nursing life and world and submission process, you had to go through your agency to see the pay packages. So travel nursing assignments are about 13 weeks long. Typically, you go for your specialty. You find a job through an agency. This is the the previous version. You submit all your paperwork. They submit you to the hospital. You get an interview and you go and you work. And that's kind of how it works. It's for hospitals that have needs for nurses, but they're not going to be staff. They're just going to be travelers for a specific amount of time. But with Wanderly, what we've done is we've taken all the top agencies and we've had their all of their jobs imported into our platform. And so the cool thing about it now is that these nurses who I'm sure, you know, are 
going to multiple agencies and having to submit all this paperwork and answer all these questions just to find out how much one job pays per week, they can now literally compare pay packages for possibly even the same job from all of the leading agencies right next to each other on our website. And so it's super innovative. It's been so much fun to be a part of. And what's even cooler is that it's not just like a compare site where you look at it and then we like direct you to, you know, the agency's website to go and be submitted. You can actually fill out one universal application on our website that can be used for all of our agencies. And it it includes your skills checklist, your licenses, everything that you could possibly need to be submitted right on the platform. So it's really just changed the entire game and the entire ways that nurses can now be submitted. And what it's doing is just giving them this incredible amount of transparency and honesty about who's paying what, what they're offering for housing, what their benefits are, and where the job is, you know, how much it's paying. All of Mm -hmm. this is in one location and it's just never been done before. So it's really been so exciting to be a part of and it really truly solves so many problems for nurses that there was, it was a no brainer for me to jump in and be a part of this team. That's fantastic. And I love how you described it as the kayak of travel nursing. And I think most people will know what that means. Kayak is this great site where you can plug in when you want to travel and they give you lots and lots of different choices through many, many airlines. And so that's that's wonderful. And looking at the about page of Wanderly.us uh, mm-hmm. and looking at all the people here, it's a very diverse group of people, first of all. They're not mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. like old white men. Um, there's mm-hmm. this exactly very right. diverse group, but I love the sense of humor. You have um, Jason, the chief rainmaker. You have Emil, the <laughs> chief rock star. You have yeah. Zena, the UX warrior princess. You have yeah. um, you that have so Kajal, the chief of time travel operations. So, do you actually send nurses to like <laughs> other other centuries? No, that's no? so funny. Kajal does a whole so much for us, though. She's awesome. And Zena does design. And it, it's so cool. So it's funny, too. We do have such a diverse, you know, team. And we're all in our own separate departments. But we really are, as like cheesy as it sounds, kind of like a family as well. Sure. We really are. I mean, these are people that I consider my friends. And when we all get to finally get together, you know, for like a group meeting or holiday or whatever it may be, it really is nice to see everybody. But yeah, it's exactly right. It is diverse. And the only way that this company ever even came to fruition was through interviewing an interview process of thousands and I'm not kidding thousands of travel nurses and what they wanted from us and that's why this was developed it wasn't even developed because it was just going to be something that made it more simple I mean yeah that was a fantastic piece to this puzzle but it was to solve problems for nurses and to make it easier for them to truly find their dream jobs and to have help along the way especially with the ones who have complicated systems where it's their rapid response nurse or they want to travel internationally or they have a kid or a pet. I mean, they're just, the options are so limited. And can you imagine going on an assignment for 13 weeks, you've got your kiddo and your pet with you. And then all of a sudden you need to find another job and you have to go and spend time submitting, you know, tons of paperwork to five different agencies to find out about one job that you may not end up even getting an interview for. Like Mm -hmm. it was just crazy. So we just wanted that to be simplified. We wanted it to be just easier and more accessible and really save the nurses, you know, headache and time. That's great. And, you know, I can see that, you know, 
Mustafa is the software neurosurgeon. Tariq is the software <laughs> samurai. Arun is the bugzilla. So you know, so what does it say on your mind? Does it say chief nurse advocate? It does Can say chief nurse advocate. Yeah, that's awesome. Does. I didn't even know. That's so great. When I get what I do for them too is oh, actually a lot of our marketing campaigns, which sounds silly because I'm a nurse, but it all goes hand in hand. So I do like the Nurse Kelly Scholarship. We do. I do the blog. I run our Facebook Lives. All of our updates, taking care of our travelers, our podcast, things like that. So mm. it's actually really, really fun. That's really wonderful. So when you speak with nurses who are working, well, they're not working for Wanderly, but they're getting assignments through the Wanderly um, interface. What do you hear from people? And are there differences between their travel experience compared to, say, when they've worked for or worked under another organization that's kind of similar. Do you hear anything specific that inspires you to keep going in terms of helping travelers succeed? Sure. Well, I think it's first really important to note that not every day or all the feedback that we get is positive. And that's exactly what we wanted from the beginning. We mm -hmm. wanted that. We wanted criticism. We wanted the real honest feedback because we have a team of people that truly just jumps on immediately to make those changes. And it's awesome too, because there have been features that we've done and enhancements and improvements on the platform that we never thought of as an integral core team that somebody has brought to us and just said, Hey, you know, this would just make it a little bit easier. And and we have people that jump on it and immediately want to fix it. So we love we love that kind of that kind of feedback too, where it is criticism. It is saying, hey, this could be better because it makes all of us better and it makes our technology more useful. But I will say we do have a lot, a lot of quality and so positive. The majority are positive testimonials because we really are solving those problems for nurses. But I think that a lot of people come onto the site and I think what they're most excited about is the comparison tool. So they're able to truly look at pay packages for possibly even the same job, like right next to each other and just say, okay, this is how much I want to make. I'm willing to sacrifice this here. I want first day health insurance, you know, whatever it might be. And they can just completely customize this pay package. It's also cool because we have pay package on demand where you can literally create and develop your own pay package. And when a recruiter is able to fulfill it or finds you that job, then they immediately contact you. So we've gotten a lot of great feedback that's been inspiring for me to keep going in just that it's working for people and they're excited about it and they've been able to find jobs. We have a ton of submissions through the platform every week. Our users are growing by thousands. It's just exciting. It's fun to see it all grow. It's fun to know we're really doing a service. It's fun to meet all of our clients. So our clients are our agencies. I get to work with all of them and give them more exposure into travel nursing communities and being able to meet them and find out what makes each one of our agencies and our clients unique. They're so important to us too. But it is, it's really cool. We've really changed the relationship between recruiters and travelers where everybody's happy. Everybody's benefiting. It makes everybody's life easier. There's a lot fewer awkward conversations and mm -hmm. yeah, it's just been so, it's just really, it has been really, really nice. And then just seeing so many of our nurses be placed through agencies and into jobs that they've really wanted through our platform, through something we developed. It's just really cool to see it all happen. That's fantastic. And you know, one thing I notice on the site when I'm on the wanderly.us slash nurse slash jobs. So when mm -hmm. I'm searching, through the jobs, one thing I see is that the actual agencies are reviewed. So mm -hmm. they can review up through, you know, 5.0 down to one or zero. Mm -hmm. So what I'm gleaning from this, I think what I understand when I click on this is that 
your nurses can actually review the agency that they've taken a job with to to talk about what was good or not good about that particular agency, right? Yeah, that's correct. And they can actually review specific recruiters as well. So they can definitely do that. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's just created an environment with a lot more honesty, but we also are very careful. I mean, if you have a nurse that, you know, gets upset about possibly something that may have been completely out of their recruiter's hand, we're also, we don't want that to be something that affects them. So we do take those into consideration. We do have conversations with nurses, but they are, those are up to date and accurate reviews from real nurses who have taken real assignments with, with those recruiters and those agencies agencies. But it is important to us to also protect our recruiters and our agencies just in the way and in the sense of we want them to be happy on this as well. We, I am the biggest advocate of nursing that you could ever find. I think it's like I just am always spewing rainbows and butterflies about what we do. Mm, yeah. But I will say these recruiters are just trying to make ends meet for their families as well. And they're just trying to do their job and they're trying to do right by the nurse and they have good intentions. And there's a lot of things that aren't in their, in their control necessarily. So we work very hard to cultivate a community that is not nurse versus recruiter or where, you know, the recruiter is just looking for money or vice versa. The nurse is just only wanting a job that's super high paying. We really try to cultivate honest and quality relationships between both of them, where both of them are benefiting. Both of them are making the top dollar. Both of them are having a quality experience. That's important to us. And I think that's new too. You know, before all the power kind of lied one way or the other, and that's not the case with Wanderly. It's really not. It's a, it's a mutual relationship where both people have the ability to get everything out of the experience that they want to and be treated fairly. That's wonderful. So if a nurse listening right now goes over mm-hmm. to wanderly.us, what is the first thing he or she is going to do if they want to sign up as a nurse with Wanderly? What do they have to actually make happen in order to begin looking at jobs? Sure. So the sign up is free and the sign up is really easy and really quick. It's just a quick little sign up form. Mm-hmm. But what we would encourage them to do is to complete their profile, which doesn't take very long. And it's what they would submit to an agency anyway, if they wanted to be submitted. But once you do it once, like I said, it's universal, even our skills checklist. So everything that they would complete to complete their profile, they do one time. Obviously, they have to upload, you know, if they get a renewed license or things like that, because that's just that's the law. Of course. But it's only one application and, and the resume and all of that only has to be uploaded once. And what's even cooler is if you just fill out, you know, the portions of your profile that only you can fill out, but you email us your docs, we'll actually do the concierge service and complete your profile for you. So we really want to go the extra mile to just make it easy for them, but you can immediately start comparing pay packages. You can immediately start searching for assignments in any location with any specialty. All the filters are listed so you can really customize it to make it exactly what you want. And then you can start talking to recruiters and for those specific jobs. But what's even cooler is you can talk to them anonymously. So actually the nurse does decide when she or he or she is comfortable enough with that recruiter to give them their contact information. And so if you know if it's not a right fit, then it's not a right fit. But it's that's it, pretty exciting that they can just do all of this. It's easy. It's the completed profile can get you submitted right away. And you can talk to people and share your information at your comfort level. Right. I like that idea of anonymity so that you can vet various recruiters. And then when you find someone you vibe with, you're like, okay, cool. You can talk to me now and I'll tell you who I actually am. So the biggest complaint was always the cold calls or the like constant bugging from recruiters to nurses. And the thing is recruiters don't want to bug you either. They want to work with you and they want to just know your 
your needs. But the problem was before Wanderly, they didn't always know what you wanted or what you needed. So they figured, you know, reaching out would be the best. So mm-hmm. now they can see exactly what you want. You're clicking on the job that you want. You're filling out your profile. They know where you work. And so that's pretty cool when you're ready to share that is that they have information about you so they don't have to bother you. Great. So for anyone out there listening, everything will be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 233. You'll be able to see a photo of lovely Kelly Johnson. I'll embed the video from the Miss America pageant so that you can see Mm -hmm. Kelly's monologue that moved so many people even before this whole view thing blew up. And we'll have links to all their Wanderly information and also for you to find Kelly if you want to get in touch with her directly. So Kelly, any last things we should cover that we haven't talked about? Is there anything you want to say to a nurse out there who is feeling a little dejected or needs a little inspiration? Is there anything you would like to share that just from your heart that you feel like might be helpful to that one person out there who's really listening for something? For sure. So when I do all of my public speaking keynotes, I'll kind of pull a little bit from there because I think it's so important Mm -hmm. for us to remember why we chose nursing and how nursing continues to choose us. And so the super brief Cliff Notes version of that is remembering why you chose nursing, I think is important, especially on those really super hard days where you're not sure if you want to go back. Remembering why you did it in the first place is so important to just kind of have in your back pocket and to remind you, you know, that once there was this one time where you knew exactly why you wanted to be a nurse and to help people and to solve problems and be a part of this team and this profession. But I think that that's so important to keep going and to push, especially on the tough days, whether that be school or on the floor, it's to remember your why in this profession for sure and to share it with others, but also to remember that nursing is going to continue to choose you. And so these are also very important moments I want people to recognize. But when you're having a tough day or an off day, or maybe you're feeling underappreciated or undervalued, look at the moments throughout your career where nursing has chosen you. So maybe it's that, you know, little kid that you got to watch ring the cancer bell that's now in remission or this awesome time where you got to see a sister call her, call her sister because she's pregnant with twins or someone's Mm. walks again after a bad car accident. You know, those moments that we all have as nursing professionals that just where nursing's picking us again, where it's almost like we got this really cool moment where we really made a difference or someone made a difference in our lives. And that's nursing choosing us. That's, we don't have, you could have a bad day every day technically in nursing because you never know what you're going to get True. but the days that are so awesome that's nursing choosing us again and I don't think that we I think we need to keep those in our back pocket as well and pull out as little victories because we have to we have to celebrate those awesome moments and those awesome days um, where something's just abnormally wonderful because there are going to be hard days but that's what my encouragement is is that it's all worth it in the end on those days and all the sacrifices that we make as nurses is worth it because we're in this to truly make a difference for other people. And that happens all the time. So as long as we keep our eyes open to those moments and savor them and write them down and remember them, I think that we're all going to be in better shape. Wow. Well, that was a mic drop. So there's nothing more to (laughs) say. Okay, bye. No. (laughs) So Kelly, you are very inspiring. Thank you for being such a spokeswoman and advocate for the profession. I've been doing this for almost a quarter century and hearing your take on the profession is just so refreshing and just does so much for my heart as a, I would characterize myself as an older nurse being in my 50s. So <laughs> thank you so much for 
taking that mantle up and running with it. And thanks for educating us about Wanderly and giving us an inside view of what happened with that whole that whole Miss America thing and the view and Joy Bahar and everything that happened that got you to where you are now that you didn't expect. So you are amazing and I just can't thank you enough. Well, thank you as well for having me. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and I'm yeah. just honored to be on this. I'm honored to be a part of the Nurse Keith show and now the the Nurse Keith Nation. I'm I Yay. am I'm really well, thank you. And anytime I get to share my part of that story and my side of everything and, and just being able to hopefully speak to nurses and, and resonate with them or relate to them in any way, shape or form, it's what I love to do. So thank you for giving me another opportunity to do that. Thank you to the future, Dr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 233 of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember, those show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 233. And you're going to want to check them out to see more about Wanderly and the amazing Kelly Johnson. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And you know there are job listings at nursekeith.com. That's right. Head over to the resources section for Reload, for ZipRecruiter, and for other free and not so free <laughs> um, resources that you can check out in the resources drop-down menu at nursekeith.com. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his incredible team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And Mark Cappy Spiesen is our social media ringmaster. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And this is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, and the future Dr. Kelly Johnson bidding you adieu from... Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. <laughs> okay, Kelly, thank you so much. And we will catch everyone on the flip side. Bye.